Sports Beat on the Bay. Good morning, everybody. This is Sports Beat 88.7 on your dial for Wednesday, April 27th with Dave Percival and Dan Caswell. And hey, Jake here. Hey, you know, Jacob, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. All I see is Dan all the time, <laughs> Dan and Grant. And now yeah. it's Dan and Jacob. It is good to see Jacob, isn't it? Jakey boy's in the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no kidding. And you know what? We're going to have to bring him into this conversation today. Huge. I don't know how I can help, but I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, and you always will. We'll bring intellect to the conversation. <laughs> I don't know about that. A high level don't of Tell your listeners, a high level of intelligence for sure. Um, what a great, what a great, great day to be a Toronto sports fan. Yesterday, or yeah, every yeah, day. or every well, every day, but yesterday was the best. They're on a bit of a tear. They are, yeah. Everybody's on a tear. Yep. So we're going to change it up because I took a lot of grief the other day over you know from different people over the Toronto Maple Leafs being the lead story all the time. So let's talk about the Raptors. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Where I I'm just going to I'm just going to talk Raptor today. Okay. I'm going to move it up. I understand. Night. Hey, unbelievable. You know, they're doing this without Fred Van Fleet. Mm-hmm. And Dan, I don't know what you think, but I'll tell you what, this is in there. They potentially have two games. And I'll tell you what, Philly should be very, very concerned with the way the Raptors played the last game. 102-88. Yes. Um, what I saw. Huge D. Yeah, huge. And what I saw is, you know, Nurse is a tremendous coach. He we said He said, we had to go back to the foundational things, which is, you know, aggressive shot blocking challenged them hard and they're all over Embiid who is playing with a torn ligaments in his thumb I tell you what Philadelphia did not look good I think this is what I thought was the impossible appears to be possible Dan no for sure and that third game that uh, that they won um, I think they were very regretful of being able to or leaving Embiid alone for that last uh, three-pointer that, you know, was the difference because that's what they do in their defensive uh, sets is they make the other teams shoot from where they don't want to shoot. And that was actually Embiid's spot where he likes shooting from. So if you take away and uh, make them uncomfortable with their shot making or taking, then guess what? That's when you're going to have, you know, a guy like James Harden with only getting 16. Good point. And with Harden only getting 16, so Embiid has created an issue too that you're probably aware of. He he has knocked James Harden to the press. He said James Harden has to become a lot more aggressive. So that <laughs> so is not going to help the, the Philadelphia 76ers at all when you tell James Harden that he better smarten up and play a little a little better. Yes, and I think that Moxie got 12 points. Where in you know the first three games, I think the three of them were averaging a combined seventy points. Well, he go, he torched them for thirty eight yeah. points, yeah. right? So he got twelve. You know who really really looks good, Dennis and and Jake is Precious Precious Achua. Yes, Precious Achua, and I'm having trouble saying that today. <laughs> he looks he is the real deal. What a great young player, and he is going to get better and better and better. And he was right in Embiid's face, too. A big, strong guy. Yes. Right? And uh, Scotty Barnes and Siakam uh, taking up the guard position. You know what? Tonight is, or Thursday night is the next game. It's I'm very excited for them. Well, it's going to be exciting uh, in Toronto. That Jurassic Park's going to be uh, just going off, I would think. And you have guys that, you know, down in the States, like Charles Barkley has been on record to say, you know, don't even, like for Philadelphia, don't even think you're going to win game six. Like this is a seven-game series now. Yeah, it, mo- most definitely. And, and as I said, a lot and all the pressure's on Philadelphia. Yeah. 
because you know yourself, they've the Raptors can be free and easy and away they go, and then they're at home. No, I know. To top it off, Jurassic Park. So, so that starts on my Toronto high. Well, can we transition into the Leafs? Uh, well, I, I was. That? How about this? So, all right, are the Philadelphia 76ers, the you know basketball equal of the former Toronto Maple Leafs who can't beat Boston. Can they not beat the Raptors? You know what? I was going to walk right out that door until you said former. Yes. Former was the key word. Yes. You might be right. You might be right, eh? As I said, the former Toronto Maple Leafs who are now uh, in a great position. They know, like, Philadelphia knows how hard it is to play in Toronto. And yes, they, they're they do. Playing, like, it is a must win for them just to get through this series to get to the next because you know if it goes back to Philly – it is in like Toronto has momentum to, well, you, to take the series. No and kidding. And come back from three nothing. Yeah, exactly. So it's all about this game. Yes. And and yes, and I'm glad you said former. I go say that again. Uh, so Toronto Maple Leafs. Now I'm now I'll enter in with the Leafs for anybody that likes to listen for this. Huge game, huge last night. Yes. Austin Matthews with 60 goals yes. in, in I think, 73 games, the fastest to do it in modern time. I think I last think, time I was on the show, we were talking about that, that uh, he was only at 58, and it was yep. uh, not if he'll make it, but when he'll yep. reach that mark. For I sure. Know. And what's amazing, Jake, is you think about it, we're talking, there was only two games left, but it was a given that he was going to score 60. Like, it's you know, oh, well, he's, he's going to score. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as opposed to saying, oh, can he score? What a great hockey player. So let's have our debate right now before we talk about anything else. Okay. I think he's a lock for league MVP. Should we just throw this out to the yeah, let's Yeah, let's, let's start okay, at our testing to Toyota text line is 705-224-2527. You got it. Who do you think should be the lock for the MVP? The Art Ross Trophy. And I can't believe you're even asking this question to our listeners because there's only one answer. It's Austin Matthews. He is he's a given. He's most valuable player to he, his team. Well, he will definitely win the Maurice Richard Rocket Richard trophy for the most goals. Agreed, but he's gonna win the other one too. So who who do you like if you don't think it's Austin Matthews? Well, traditionally they go with the guy who gets the most points. That's kind of tradition of, of what they do. And the right now the you know uh, Without 115 points is Connor McDavid. I know, but but on points alone, I don't think he's your MVP this year. He only has scored 44 goals. Matthews is playing at a level that nobody's playing at right now and has been doing that for a long time. Well, would you not say that uh, McDavid's playing at an equal level where he's he's got 44 goals and then that many more assists to, you know, and they're, they're a top team? I'm not saying, but, you know, also to contradict my argument... Why not a defenseman? Okay, that's the only fly Why in the ointment. Why not Roman Josie? Yeah, that's the fly in the ointment. Now, I'm I'm still, I would bet money that it's going to be Matthews. But that Roman Josie is having one of the greatest years in a long, long time than any defenseman has had. Right. But I just think your most valuable player to your team is Austin Matthews. If without Matthews, they're done. Correct. They are absolutely done. Yes, I agree. They're not the team, but without McDavid, they're not the same team. And if you want to kind of go down the list, without, say, Carl McCarr, the Avalanche aren't the same team. Okay, but but let's go back to McDavid. McDavid has Dreisaitl. Yes. Matthews has Marner. Yes. Dreisaitl is a better hockey player than Mitch Marner by a mile. Well, Mitch Marner is just below 100 points, correct? 
Right. And Drysdale's at 106. Not about points, though. <laughs> it's about ability. And goals. And well, and goals. goals. Well, he's got fifty-five no goals to boot. No, no, no forget it. You yeah. like to share. You're the trying pump. to back me into a corner here, and I love you for it. But but I got to get a ref whistle for you guys. <laughs> but this is going to be good to see who who can actually pull up. But there are a lot of very wow. Johnny Gaudreau. Um, there's more guys that have had key uh, top years. I think it's a two horse race. Like even though the Drysaddle and Gaudreau are ahead of Matthews and points. I think it's a two-horse race between McDavid and, and Matthews, to be honest. Like, All right, to, fair enough. To, uh, to jump on board with you, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Matthews, but I just think that traditionally they go for the most points because they're like, okay, we've created this trophy for the most goals, and they get that. Most points gets the Art Ross, and uh, the most points for a defenseman gets the Norris. Case closed. Like, I don't know if that's the, the yeah, best way Yeah, you're running on it. tradition, but it's I don't true. know if it's the best way or it's the way, the way I agree with, but it's the way it seems to run year after year. Yeah, and you're right. And and that defenseman in, uh, in Nashville, yeah. Roman, has had a tremendous year. Yes. Yeah, not many guys have years like that. Um, so Toronto Blue Jays, and Dan and I were talking, Jake, earlier. My goodness. George Springer's worth every penny that they have, have the $150 million they've given him. Yes. If you're going to overpay, then might as well overpay for a good guy. He's big on Toronto, big with the team. Uh, key home run last night uh, with two out. Uh, Two-run homer. Uh, it's, what, it's just everything he brings to that team. And they had a great game. What a great comeback. Kevin Gosman looked fantastic. Well, to... They they just you're never out if you're a Toronto Blue Jay. Like they they give up four in the eighth, and you think, okay, well let's just see what we can you know manufacture. And by golly, they tie it up. Like it was un- in the ninth. Like it, it's unbelievable what these Jays are doing, and what the, like the the firepower we've talked about the bats, we've talked about how defensively are they. But one thing is is when you see the camera on them in the in their dugout, like do they ever like being around each other? Like there's no division. Like it's not like the Donaldson uh, Batista days where you know you had all this division in the uh, in the dugout. You know they yeah they were teammates and they got along, but basically they didn't they they don't they didn't get along like you see them getting along now. Like you could have a guy like George Springer, you know, sitting beside uh, uh, Tapia. And then you could have, you know, they, all these, like, and they're just, he's new to the team. And they're just, you know, hanging out, chit-chatting, doing what they have to do, talking about the game, talking about whatever. And it's just, it's, it's a real, uh, it's a breath of fresh air for new players coming in, like Collins and Zimmerman, where they just, like, they're immediately accepted. Right. And then you can go back to Acuna in Atlanta saying that Freddie Freeman, when he left, treated, played the old game where the rookies were shunned and weren't spoken to. And, you know, the old style of doing it where the veterans didn't made the rookies pay a price. These guys are, you're right, they're free and easy. And when they're an elite, talented team like this and they get along, the sky's the limit for them. Yes. You know, most definitely. Generally turns out that's usually the deciding factor with playoff success. One, you got to get there. And two, uh, one of the, uh, you know, having that full on team mentality really goes a long way in playoffs. Where do you right. think that good culture is coming from for the team? George Springer. <laughs> no, I don't, yeah. no, I don't know. <laughs> but it, it just seems that the it, everyone, uh, maybe it's because it's a young team and you don't have the old veteran guys in there like R.A. Dickey right. and stuff like that, where it's they, you just have a bunch of young guys that are, really excited to play baseball and beat 
other teams. Nice. Yeah, and I agree with Dan completely. He just answered the question because you get the older veterans in there. A lot of them aren't going to be that keen on some of the stuff going on where these guys are all in the same age bracket, yeah. right? So it's fantastic. Um, I got one, Dan, that's interesting. It just I, it caught my attention in a big way. The New York Mets have started their season. I think they said something about 19 games. I didn't realize there had been that many games played. Uh, 19 games, 18 of their players have been hit with pitches. Really? Pete Alonso, who is the home run uh, banger, for, has been hit in the face twice, which is pretty scary. Yep. You know, one, one uh, they thought he'd had a broken cheekbone. Like, these guys throw 90 to 100 mile an hour, Jake, right? Um, Lindor got hit in the face. Yep. And so why, are they, why are they getting hit? All right. The New York Mets, this is intriguing. They have come flat out and said the, the problem is the pitching, not like they're not purposely trying to hit the Mets, is because they're not allowing them to put sticky stuff to grip the baseball anymore. Now, what do you think of that? All I want to see is, a, is an opinion on this. The Mets say because they're, they've cut down the substances that they can use to hold on to the ball, there's a problem. Not not meant. I'm shocked. But at this. what about other teams? Like like I know you bring up the Mets. Like this is new to me. Like we didn't talk about this before the show. So no, no, I just so wanted to surprise. What about, <laughs> what about like the like other teams? Like are like I, are yeah. other teams getting hit? Like I mean, I've only been watching the Jays, and there doesn't seem to be uh, like. One thing I, I notice is there's a lot of pitches outside the strike zone that are being called strikes. Okay, but hang on. There have there have been a lot of Jays hit. Okay. T. Oscar was hit. Yep. George Springer was hit in the arm and missed a couple of games. Like just on memory yep. alone, there've been guys hit. So there but so how how many years were they using substances to grip the baseball forever? A long time. A is long time. It, is it something that they put on their hands? Or well, something resin that they put and a tar-like substance, which is which has been outlawed because they were always right. using it and accused of using it. I just I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, but they, had, they, they used to have a resin bag on the mound, right? Right, but but we're talking stickier stuff. Okay. Like I'm not really sure of the viscosity of that but i had to say viscosity but but anyway we'll look into this further i just think it's a very interesting thing no for very sure. intriguing to well it's kind of neat that the mets are going that angle saying we're getting our guys are getting plunked because uh you know pitchers don't have uh sticky stuff on the ball right exactly and i and the last the thing that we talked about uh, together and i again if you don't have an answer i will look at we better look into this yeah. Vegas Golden Knights, again, are not going to make the playoffs unless uh, Dallas loses both games and they win all three. So they're effectively, with this amazing roster, they're out. And I, what is wrong there that they couldn't make the playoffs? They didn't have the flower. The flower? Yeah. Marc-Andre Fleury. You think he would have made a difference? Well, he's the difference being in Vegas right from the start and then making the playoffs. Interesting. There you go. See, and I didn't think he was the guy. So it has nothing to do with anybody else. Like just, it just, just Yeah, let the players give them a pass, all those great players. Jonathan Marchessault has 30 goals and is on the third line. Like, that's how deep they are. No, it's, it is pretty amazing that they're not uh, – well, we haven't – they're not out of the playoffs yet, but they're not going to make the playoffs. It's amazing. No, they're not. Statistically – they're in, they have, they're you know, in the midseason pickup of Eichel, you have, uh, you know, Petrangelo on the team. You have like so many good players on that team, and for it not to make the playoffs is is actually shocking. 
Yeah, it, it is extremely shocking. So anyway, I just, as I said, there's going to be so much more. Last thing, the Leafs, what is going on with these young guys? Which they one? signed a guy, uh, the, top, the Hobie Baker winner is a goaltender. Now that's good news for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. Dryden McKay, know nothing about him, Minnesota. But what is wrong with these guys? He is, they said he's a little tarnished reputation. He got caught this year quietly. They've kept it under wraps till now. Uh, taking a performance-enhancing drug called Osterine. Hmm. It's a muscle growth drug. And, of course, he did what they all do. He said, oh, well, I, I, it was in a vitamin I took. Yeah. No, it wasn't. And why, do they, why are they doing this? Like, obviously, uh, the penalties are not severe enough uh, for these guys at all. No, for sure. And, like, well, they do have a line in the sand, and there are penalties. But you're right. Maybe the penalties aren't severe enough for them to, you know, just go au naturel and say, okay, well, based on ability and hard work, we'll dictate what my career is like. Right. So I knew nothing about this guy. I read into this. I get all excited that we've got a Hobie Baker winner, uh, you know, going to be a goaltender. And then you see that. Like, yeah. I know everybody makes mistakes, but it's not a good start to things, is it? No, it's not. And then it's surprising because I thought in the NCAA uh, level, they were pretty stringent on that sort of use. Good thing. You know, and so the fact that it's it was not penalized that severely is surprising well they said it was more it's funny you're, you're sharp today a very sharp the olympics <laughs> and, and ihff were the ones that completely banned it and they said that the ncaa was trace amounts right. so they weren't as concerned about trace amounts oh, okay. well i'd be very concerned jake and you and i are not going to have osterine in our vitamins today <laughs> no under any circumstance no nope. yeah just a, just a thought i'll have to read the back of the pill bottle just to make sure that the vitamins i'm taking don't have it well, you're, I noticed you bulked up a bit, so yeah. you're, you're into something, <laughs> something growth-wise. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what, thanks, Jake, as always. Great to see you. Pleasure. Uh, a great day out there. It's a little, little chilly, but hey, a great day to be a sports fan. I'm Dave for Dan and Jake. Have a great one, and we'll be back on Friday with more sports.